0: Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy Fantasy Guru and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns.
1: All right, welcome in everybody. It, indeed, the century mark, episode 100. One Man's Opinion. Who thought? A lot of people. See, ma, I made it. You said I wouldn't make anything of myself. I got 100 episodes of a podcast. Locked in right here. Thank you one and all for making this show what it is today, which is a pretty mediocre podcast, but we have fun doing it. It's uncensored. It's unfiltered. So make sure you uh, put the kitties to bed and or put in the earbuds because it's going to get dirty. And when I was thinking of the Century Mark and thinking of episode 100, like, all right, what are we going to do? we got to do something special. Should I sing and dance? Should I show my naked butt for a Justin Fields type of situation? Nah, that ain't worth it. So what I decided to do was bring in my crew, my guys from FantasyGuru.com, a little fantasy football recap and 2022 preview. I'll introduce them one at a time because they deserve everything they got. We'll start out with the great Armando Marsal. Armando, how are you this afternoon, my man?
0: Doing well, Jeff. Uh, excited to be part of this show. Uh, the 100th mark is a big number, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here and talking football with all four of you guys. This should be a fun show. We, we haven't done it in a while, but every time we do it is a good time. So i uh, looking forward to it, man.
1: Always great hanging out with the crew. We got Russell Clay here, by the way, at Armando underscore Marsall on Twitter for him, at Russell J. Clay for Russell Clay. Russ, man, I said this. We're on camera. We're not going to put this out because I'm just getting <laughs> uglier and uglier. But Russell Clay gets more handsome every time I see him. And I'm thinking, what, what am I doing wrong? What's up, Russ?
2: Hey, wow. What an intro. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> um, Yeah, doing well. Happy to be back on with jeff and and the crew haven't done a round table in a while so looking forward to it
1: yeah we'll cover a lot of ground and the last but certainly not least you guys hear him on the core four live streams over on elitefantasy.com. i Aunt santa man's said what was the most frequent guest of the core four live stream it was this next guy tyler beaker at tyler beaker on twitter uh tyler saved us many a time with this wide receiver recaps what's up tyler
3: Yo, what's up, Jeff? Congrats on episode number 100. Uh, I know I don't get the same exact handsome intro as Russell J. Clay.
2: But, uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take the core four <laughs> intro. That works for uh, me. Oh, just drink that in. Yeah, that tastes good. <laughs> I, know,
1: I'm sitting, I said i look like a harry potter character as <laughs> sitting in here and russell Clay's like looking like one of our subscribers paul rudd by the way fancy proud fantasy gurus subscriber yeah. named sexiest man alive but uh, maybe russell's in the running next year for that so folks i mean this is going to be a fun show it's loose we'll have a lot of fun but we're going to go around the room and talk about this year in the nfl and fantasy football and daily fantasy football and and NFL betting. We'll look ahead to the playoffs uh, as we record this right now, you know, wildcard weekend upon us. We'll make some predictions as we like to do both for the wildcard round and for the duration of the 2022 NFL playoffs as well. Maybe look ahead to some players we're targeting in the 2022 fantasy football draft season. So a lot to get to here. Uh, guys, let's start out. Let's just look in the rear view a little bit. What, 2021 takeaways armando i'll start with you like as you look at the season that was i mean years from now what will you remember the most about this season
0: the injuries piling up for the running back position i think it was a really crucial year and i think this is why we preach handcuffing uh all preseason long and and we have the running back uh, grid because this year i mean look at how many Uh, handcuffs that we knew were going to get the full-time job if someone went down, how much they came through towards the end of the season. Uh, And it's a position that we've seen over now the last couple of years, a ton of injuries to the running back position. Uh, We're still targeting running backs, you know, in those early rounds. Uh, I'm still not going to do the zero running back stuff, but I I do think it is a position that's very volatile and investing in these handcuffs that, you know, is going to get, the full time work, uh, I think it's it's crucial, and not only investing in them, hanging on to them. Don't you know? After five weeks, that don't don't Ooh. don't dump uh, Javante Williams, don't dump Sony Michelle. Hang on to these guys because the reason you drafted them is because if the starter goes down, uh, you, you know they're gonna get the full time. So it's be patient with these guys because if that injury occurs, you are gonna get an RB one or or high end RB two.
1: Damn, that's good. You're, I mean, that's such a good point, ladies and gentlemen. The d- Just don't draft. Don't get into the business of a player that if he struggles for two or three weeks, that you're going to be out on because th- this shit swings right back around on you. I mean, Sony Michelle shares will, will show that as an example. And we, you know Armando set up zero RB, so we have to go to Tyler Beaker uh, next. <laughs> Modified zero RB expert, really on that one, which is a strategy that actually kind of worked out this year.
3: Yeah, I did fairly well in almost all my leagues, and a lot of it was because of accumulating those extra handcuff-type backs, the guys that were going around eight-plus, uh, centered around one singular running back in the early rounds and then backfilling the rest of my RB2s. Uh, I was looking at the last four weeks in terms of some of the names, uh, in terms of fantasy playoff heroes, yeah. Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, Sony Michelle, Justin Jackson, Rex Burkhead, Donta Foreman, all these guys in the top 15. Like, these are all guys you're getting in the double-digit rounds, if not on the waiver wire late in the season. It just uh, lends credence to what we had talked about pretty often on our Fantasy Guru live stream on Tuesday afternoons. Filling your rosters with high upside running backs and not just stashing extra quarterbacks, extra tight ends, extra defenses. We want the running back position because there's so much turnover there. There's so many injuries there. COVID was also a huge impact this season. I think it was the, arguably more of an impact this year than it was the year prior. Uh, so Absolutely. Filling your benches with high upside players at the running back position makes a ton of sense.
1: And then Tyler sets up Russell Clay perfectly with a shot Penny reference right there. I mean, Russell, you got, I mean, that's one of those things. We, we talk about being patient with players. You know, you're our dynasty guy. You're the, the college football analyst over elite fantasy.com as well. I, I mean, How long is too long to stick with some of these guys and then give us a a takeaway or two from you from the 2021 season?
2: Well, well, let's discuss the Rashad Penny stock uh, because, (laughs) you know, he start, he IPO'd at like a hundred bucks, went down to like 50 cents. Uh And this last Uh like, you know, five week stretch, he's like back up to $15. So you're still in the red if you drafted Rashad Penny in dynasty, but this is, this is actually, you know, a positive thing. And and I actually just love to see him get a healthy few weeks stretch here. But I'd say my big takeaway is we finally have a new era of quarterbacks to sort of bring us into the new era. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler, you know, Lamar, um, Josh Allen, I I was really worried about quarterbacks like 3 couple years ago. It we knew this Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, who knows? Brady will probably play till what, 55, Jeff something like that. But yeah, um probably. we have a lot of young guys. Then we have this 2021 quarterback class that, you know, it was a really rough rookie year, but I I do think there will be some optimism there, Jeff will be showing his butt again at some point
1: for Justin Fields. <laughs> so. Justin Fields. Well, we'll see who the coach comes up. But what? let's start, Russell, we'll start with you. But I want to ask all of you about Trevor Lawrence. This, this is one of those, Ooh. I don't know if any, I don't think any of you, but maybe, I had no concerns, zero. There, This guy was going to make it. We were going to see plenty out of him. There's blame to go around. It A failure this great is never just, one thing I'm sure Urban Meyer contributed to that, and Daryl Bevel contributed to that. But Russ, as you look at Trevor Lawrence, like what did go wrong with him this year?
2: A lot. Uh, and I think the context of the horrific situation, like a rarely bad situation, we have to value. But I watched a lot, and Trevor did not play like I thought he was going to, he did no. not um play well at all. And I mean the weapons were terrible, but he made a lot of mistakes. He took a lot of sacks that maybe he didn't need to take. He threw a lot of bad passes. He did not create a lot of scoring drives. I mean, uh for a guy I thought was Andrew Luck, this was not this was not even close. Andrew Luck, you know, brought the Colts to the playoffs with a a terrible team in year 1, and that's kind of what I was expecting. So, this was real bad. Uh, I'm still cautiously optimistic for the future, but I've definitely ticked down my expectations of like he's going to be up there with Mahomes and and all that. Like I I don't think I I have to knock it down at least a little bit here because this was brutal.
1: If you would have told me that. Lawrence would, yeah, you put the numbers between Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert two years ago. Like, what oh. this is their rookie seasons. I'm like, oh, yeah, Lawrence and Herbert. I, I see it. It's gone completely 180 on me, at least. Uh, we'll, we'll go to Tyler Beaker. Um, something on Trevor Lawrence. Also, biggest disappointment, uh, Tyler, here for the season from, from your vantage point.
3: The wildest thing with Lawrence is the way he bookended the season with the week one multi-touchdown game yeah, and then nothing right? until week 18 with another. He gave us the hope. Yeah.
2: Let's go. Yeah. He
3: did send he did. us off on the right note. He got Marvin Jones paid as well with that uh, final incentive week. So uh, good for him. He's, he's hooking his guys up. Um, right. I, I just can't help, but look forward to another year where we get like ETN in the fold. We get DJ shark back healthy. We get uh, a full season yeah. of Dan Arnold rocking at tight ends. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a lot of, um, Room for growth. We'll just put it that way. There's a lot of room for growth here, and a lot of it, I think, of the the onus should be along to Urban Meyer and what that coaching staff did there. So I'm I'm expecting, yeah, it's a disaster, and I'm expecting a a leap forward because I think we saw rock bottom. Um, I I would like to think it can't get much worse. It is. What
1: about biggest disappointments from you, Tyler? What 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 stands out this season?
3: Um, I, I think it's a little bit of. My investments personally, I went very, very heavily into Darren Waller this year, and a lot of his performances were uh, injury-riddled, and uh, a lot of the value in terms of his short area receptions were absorbed by Hunter Renfro, who came out looking like a a better version of DK Metcalf (laughs) (laughs) and uh, being a phenomenal receiver this year, especially in PPR formats.
1: That's uh, Hunter Renfro... Yeah, big big game Hunter is uh, what they're calling him, like constantly showing up and and just bailing out Derek Carr, especially after the uh, Henry Ruggs situation went down when they didn't Mm -hmm. have that downfield threat for so many weeks was something else. Uh, Armando, what uh, biggest takeaways from 2021 and any disappointments if you got one?
0: Uh, For me, I mean, the disappointment is Calvin Ridley. Uh, I was really anticipating a huge year from him. Uh, he got off to a rocky start. So it's not like he started off the year all that great. Um, and, and then, you know, this everything happened with with the off the field stuff with him, you know, and, and the mental stuff. Uh, it, for me, that's just a big disappointment because I was highly invested in him. Uh, I had him, you know, as my top receiver on the board uh, this, this uh, you know, last going into last season. Uh, so for me, that was that was a huge letdown because uh, I was I, I had high expectations for him. So I would say that's the biggest uh, disappointment. What happened?
1: No idea. Here's here's where I get myself in trouble, but I'm going to do it anyway because I just believe in it. I get it. I believe in mental health. I've talked about it in this podcast many times. I've suffered from depression. My mom was manic depressive. I get it. I really understand, and I don't know what. But we don't have to have specifics. Oh, this is what. But there has to be something told and some even a timeline he's out for the years dealing with it. cool no that's it no problemo but this whole thing that it was week to week and day by day it, I don't think it was ever true at any point I think they kind of knew it and you know, there's their speculation which is f- either fair or unfair that this isn't a mental health issue this is just a frustration issue which is very unfair to Calvin Ridley if that's not true or it's very unfair to Falcons their fans and everybody else yeah. That's why you just need some information. That's something that stands out to me is the misinformation around the National Football League has been horrendous this year. Beat writers don't exist. We don't get truth. We don't get honesty in reporting. You know, that's something. I went to journalism school. I covered the White Sox in 2003, 2004 for the Daily Herald. Like, you you can't hide shit. You're not – you can't do it. You're not – that's your fucking job to do it, you know, and – I don't know. If you want to be friends with athletes, that's cool. Go hang out in hotel lobbies at O'Hare Airport. You can you make some friends. You get some contacts. But if you want to be a writer, a reporter, you have to write and report. You have to see what you believe and you know and you see. And I, I felt like that was a great disappointment to me this year as well. And that the Ridley stuff is right up there with it. That was uh, shocking at the very – I like where Tyler went with his worst calls um of, of the year. I'll, I'll start out with a, a couple of mine. I mean, I don't. Um, my biggest I, not winning the Hall of Fantasy League. I'm still fucking pissed about that because that I I really crushed that draft and we had people invest in that and to not come through there was a great disappointment. McCaffrey, Hopkins, Allen Robinson, all sucking. That's a freaking brutal one as well. I I had some terrible call. I mean, I'm really disappointed myself for Cooper Cup. I would. I was no. I knew Stafford was a turnover machine. I feel confident, even though he did well, that I was on the on the right track there. But I missed Cooper Cup going away, and that's one. Him and Debo Samuel. That that great receivers in good spots. I should have been on. I'm pissed. I missed both those. Russell Clay. What about you? Any big misses from you this season?
2: Yeah, and it kind of goes into something that was talked about earlier, which is not. I did not pay attention to the coaching for Saquon Barkley. Um, I just kind of assumed he would figure it out. And not only did he not look like himself uh, from previous years, he looked bad, got an ankle injury and was in one of the most anemic offenses due to totally incompetent coaching in the league. And I look back at that and I say, okay, okay, some people got that, right? Like some mm. people faded Saquon due to the coaching. And I, I feel like, you know, not every miss is gonna be like, Oh yeah, I could have gotten that. But I could have said, All right, Russ, maybe tick back the uh the Saquon exposure a little <laughs> how bit. How much
1: here. did you have? Were you all I mean, did you were you all in Saquon or
0: like I had a lot of have?
2: Jonathan Taylor Saquon drafts oh. uh in oh. best ball, so it'd be like it kind of averaged it out, but, but yeah, but yeah. A lot of Saquon in, in Dynasty that just you look and you're like, oh, seven points this week, man? That's uh, that's not going to do it for me, dude.
1: <laughs> From our starting run back, no. You know, Jonathan Taylor is that player that I also felt, I-, I will say it, I liked him. I've always liked him. I liked that offense line. But I fell into him more than anything. Yeah, you know, I was advocating Austin Eckler and some of these guys. Mm. But I just somehow I had like six teams with Jonathan Taylor. And it wasn't by design. I'm like, he was just kind of the best guy Second round, Jonathan
2: Taylor, right? Yeah.
1: End of round one, beginning of round two, Jonathan Taylor. And it worked out. So I kind of, Hey, it looked good, but it wasn't necessarily a target of mine at, at that spot either Tyler, any other uh, misses or ones that, uh, you wish you could have back?
3: Well, yeah, the JT thing, I think that's worth rehashing on because it really depended on when you were drafting because Carson Wentz was entering the season with that injury. There were offensive line issues. Yeah, uh, We saw a lot of variance in terms of where Taylor was being drafted in the month of August. Um, one thing I just want to kind of circle back on is Cooper Cup. You had talked about him. I did my wide receiver cornerback matchup for the entire season, and Going through that process the year prior, it led me on to Devontae Adams, who ended up being the number one fantasy scorer at the wide receiver position the year prior. This season, it led me to the Cooper Cup. I realized I had way too much Robert Woods in my early best ball drafts, mm. and I made a midseason pivot there in like late, late June, late July, and I tried to even out those matchup numbers in terms of Cooper Cup. And My goodness, did not expect him to have the triple crown.
1: I mean, it was unbelievable what he did. It's my my thing with Cooper Cup was that I was not hearing of it because throwing to the slot was something that would just he had that one half or six game stretch with uh, Amendola Stafford Stafford was always an outside guy, throw it up guy. And the thing, though, that I just didn't again should have paid more attention to that article, which is one of the best things we do in this offseason everybody or uh, the preseason i should say that tyler does wide receiver corner is that cooper cup wasn't gonna play inside nearly as much he wasn't just a slot receiver and that's that's where my brain didn't get it that's mm-hmm. like the synapse it just didn't connect that oh well cup would be on the out. i just outside receiver rams robert woods that and i didn't get there on it and that that's it's frustrating <laughs> very very because i loved cooper cup with jared goff loved them, and then i hated him going <laughs> in this year yeah years. uh anything else tyler of there of those misses or no you good uh no i think we got a
3: pretty good number there
1: Armando, how about you? Any other big misses? Or yep,
0: Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was a big miss for me. Uh, I had him, you know, pretty highly rated. Twelve hundred
1: fifty yards rushing is a big
0: miss. I mean, he's thirteenth. He's RB he, thir <laughs> RB thirteen, RB 13 and, and you know, I had him at RB three, RB four. Uh, so I, yeah. for me, it was a big screw. Yeah, Didn't was, he
1: get screwed? Am I? Am I?
2: Am Armando being I, tough I, on I, himself here?
0: I know.
1: Well, I'm, right? I mean, I know. Job. I'm.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm honest. <laughs> I know. I, uh I mean, I, I was pu- puppy of that high, but yeah, I mean, look, he still had a good season. I'm not saying he had a bad season, but for at least expectations for me. Uh And then I, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you guys as far as Cooper Cup. I've, I've always been very big on, on Cooper Cup every preseason, and this year I was kind of, you know, not as excited uh, for him as I was in years past, and I'm, I'm regretting it now. Uh, he's someone I've pretty much invested since he's been in the league uh almost every season this was the first year i did not invest highly in him i did like tyler uh pivot in in best ball as well and i did get plenty of shares of him there i think i had 35 or 36 percent of cooper cup in best balls this this, uh this year shit i'll Um, take that so but in in season long i i really was not invested at all i think i have probably zero shares of him so uh, that 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 to me is a big miss because he's someone I, I generally uh, you know gravitates towards uh, in fantasy drafts.
1: I can't get over the Nick Chubb thing. Yeah. You know, not that you're calling it a loss, but I, it pisses me off. It's in. It makes me rage the fact that Nick Chubb finished below Cordero Patterson in the running back rankings. And again, I, I will bite the bullet. I was wrong on Cordero Patterson, even though look at the last six weeks and you guys be the judge, but. Nick, it was infuriating with Nick Chubb. Absolutely. You watch a guy like, wow, there's, I don't know if there's a better just runner and he's not, you know, he doesn't make move on move, but he's always forward. He just wiggles through. He's, he's just, he's great running back. He's everything. And the fact that he constantly has to, He's not on the goal line for no real reason. He's not catching balls, even though did at Georgia, uh, can catch the ball. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? No.
0: no. None whatsoever. I think he's the best pure running back in football. I mean, I, if, if you look pound for pound and you you watch the way he runs, it's, yeah. I mean, it's an art. So I, that's why I love him. And he has a great offensive line. But it's just, they don't, I don't think they're utilizing him to his potential. Well,
2: second to ronald jones right armando
0: oh my oh, yeah. god I, I was right about him you see i was right about him i was get right it, about him get it get <laughs> was... it Once get a dog it. always a dog <laughs> hey,
1: That's look, a... It,
0: it, w- w- when he can pass protect for tom brady he'll get more play time until well, then he's not going to see that field i mean unless he it's, it, i mean they, they need a stretch two running backs and one of them was gio Murdard for ronald jones to get wow. up
1: that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. Nobody thinks think about a playoff Lenny going down, but not Gio. Gio would have gotten, you know, he would have got a nice little run there had he been healthy, but he went down even before that. So uh, I, I'm fascinated by that. Um, any, What about your biggest hit? You know, we talked about our misses. We like to talk about that. Oh, I'll, I'll give a couple more of mine. I mean, I declared after, was it week four, the Chargers played the Browns? Number one, I said Justin Herbert's the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, that I mean, that got bad for me and then got better for me. So uh, okay, But I also declared the Browns and Chargers the two best teams in the AFC and neither make the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, not a great call on that one. Um, Cordero Patterson, I never was into one iota, and that played out very poorly for me for most of the season. So obviously I'll hang the L. On That one. Um, so those are some of my misses. What about biggest hits, though? Uh, Tyler Beaker, what was your biggest hit? Best call of the season?
3: Tough one there. Um, off the top of my head, I'm probably going to say Jalen Hurts. He was a guy that I was targeting pretty heavily because those final four games the year prior, 11 and a half rush attempts per game. That was why we were targeting him, that rushing upside. And we saw, we joked about it on our live streams on Tuesdays, how you don't want to watch the Jalen Hurts games, but uh, by the time the fourth quarter ends, you'll get 20-plus fantasy points. And we, we saw that for most of the season, there was a bit of a lull, but uh, I do think he ended up putting up a top eight season, I believe, in terms of fantasy point per game production. And considering we're getting him at, what, QB 10 prices, I still think that was a pretty good win.
1: He was, it, he was Jalen Hurts had the exact same points per game as Aaron Rodgers. Just... Consider that a different, you know, obviously different, but it's how important those rushing numbers wind up being. Russell Clay, your biggest hit of the year.
2: I, okay. So he ended up being kind of a nightmare in season long leagues, but Mike Williams for best ball, you know, I was oh. at the blackjack table. I was just hit, keep hitting, <laughs> keep hitting. And I just kept losing hands. <laughs> and we finally got a good Mike Williams year here for uh with Justin Herbert. So pretty happy about that and um i would also say i drafted a lot of fournette and ronald jones and just hoping one hit and the odds of that working probably weren't great but it you know it kind of broke perfectly where fournette ended up getting a featured role so yeah those
1: Those situations were huge this year. I found, Uh, you know, one, I, like I said, my HOFL team is the one I just keep going back to like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what could have been because nothing was ever going right. I was always losing two or three guys a week, the team overall. And I, and I was going in the playoffs, which I missed. I was second in total points. Like the points are there. It just never was right. You know? And that is something, if you got, your guys you know, they could have missed a couple of games but if they missed when you got that other guy up that was the ticket you know that really was sounds like uh, you might have not, to
2: get your uh yeah. your son in there next year for assistant gming or something.
1: can i tell a story real quick <laughs> about my son just this dude he's hot as shit right now you know true story so sunday mornings i do the serious on show then you know i leave and um I, I go, we turn on all the screens and something. and then he comes in or whatever. And, you know, he loves jerseys all a sudden He walks in in an Antonio Brown Pittsburgh Steeler jersey. Mm. He knows what's been going on with Antonio Brown, that he's batshit crazy. He knows all that. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't care about Brown. I just want the Steelers to win. Steelers are going to win. The Jaguars will beat the Colts, and then they're not going to tie, and the Raiders and Chargers won't tie, so the Steelers will get into the playoffs. That's what I'm going for. And I'm like, yeah okay yeah sure whatever fucking motherfucker just straight <laughs> out i look at it i'm like at night i'm like what the fuck he's like, a yeah, gay Steelers. i'm like he won his fantasy football league he was in the championship game lost last year he won his fantasy basketball league his fantasy baseball league he was second in our staff ncaa tournament like gee, this kid's running pure right now
2: man to, to be like, fair the- he was probably hearing fantasy football stats in like the womb Right. Like
3: <laughs> yeah. we well, yeah. <laughs> tell stories.
1: He used to be beside me all the time in the, I used to have a rocking chair, like a vibrating chair. You turn it on and, blah, and he'd do that while I'm writing articles late at night and all that stuff when he was real young. So yeah. And then, yeah, he heard a lot. He, They still hear a lot of shows. They could recite all the, yeah, there's these sports radio. They, they know all that shit. Cause all the kids have been hearing that for years, but yeah. Uh, the kid's just running pure right now. I got to get him in some fucking parlay bets pretty soon. Uh, Armando, back to you. Uh, biggest hit of the year.
0: Uh, Your best call. James Conner was someone I was pretty bullish on uh, Ooh, going I into like the that. season. Uh, I, I thought he was going to step into that Kenyon Drake role, and he did just that. Kenyon Drake was top five in red zone carries last year for the Cardinals, and uh, Conner was top ten in red zone carries this year, led all players in red zone uh you know, rushing touchdowns with 15, had 15 second among running backs in, at that number. So uh, he was someone I was pretty aggressive on this offseason and someone I liked. So uh, I would take that as a W there.
1: I'll go um, definitely a W, by the way. There's two guys that I think you know were pushed very hard by me, at least. And we were all endorsing CeeDee Lamb going into the season. I'm going to go around the room real quick. Was CeeDee Lamb a win? Wide receiver 19 on the season. He had some that's one of those guys, much better in best ball. I don't think he had above six fantasy points in any of the last five weeks of the season. Was he can we consider him a win, Russell Clay?
2: I I'm considering him like a draw. I would not say a win based on how high I was and you know on I was, him. Uh, I kind of I figured different. He was going to get into that 12, 13, 1400 total yards range. Uh, did not do that. Still a great, again, for a 22-year-old second-year guy. Mm-hmm. Great second year. Just not quite that extra 5, 10% I would have wanted where I drafted him.
1: Uh, Tyler win winner, loss on, uh, on CD. I'm
3: going to say a loss. I'll be, I'll be a harsh critic for us. Uh, I don't think he was a terrible pick, but he wasn't a league winner. And that's what, kind of what you're looking for in round three, where there were some other guys that could have offered a little bit more upside. You weren't drowning if you drafted Lamb, but he wasn't the sole purpose why you made it to your championship league.
1: Armando, winner or loss?
0: I'm going to agree with Tyler here uh, because we were expecting wide receiver. I I mean, at least I was expecting wide receiver one numbers. He finished wide receiver two. Uh, I was drafting him as a wide receiver one. So for me, it is a loss. I don't think it's a major loss like Tyler alluded to. It's not like you were drowning with him. I still think – you could have won your league uh your leagues with CD Lamb um but it, it's one of those things where at least as far as expectations are concerned he just didn't meet them for me I still think it was a solid season for him and I think the best is yet to come I'm going to be aggressive on him again next year yeah uh right and I think that third year uh you know you know how that is the third year that those receivers tend to kind of uh scratch the surface and and have that big season so i'm expecting that from him and hopefully recency bias gets gets a, a slam at a cheaper price and i think that will be the case
1: i hope so yeah maybe we'll put him on the cover of the draft guide again why not let's repeat <laughs> yeah. offender here it good. <laughs> the thing is like with galloping out for you know yeah. missing a significant portion of the city that is even more so like well really come on yeah so that, that's a bummer on CD. The other guy I'll say, and this one is a win, is Austin Eckler. I pushed for him hardcore in the, in the beginning. And I got to say, I, I talked about it earlier. Lucking in, you got to know when luck is on your side and when Jonathan Taylor is on my side. With Austin Eckler, I believe I knew the system. I knew he was going to get the ball in a good capacity. But I, I have to admit, when you watch that, Austin Eckler was off the field a hell of a lot more than I was comfortable with. He finagled production out of like, you know, he's off, off, off the field. There's three other running backs running. And then, oh, he's in there a touchdown. It was kind of like, oh, okay. It made, that was the most nerve wracking season for a guy who was, you know, outright stud all year, but I'm taking Eckler as a win. That's for sure especially when my favorite thing is I got in arguments, with people, he doesn't score touchdowns. I'm like,
2: okay, 20.
1: I think he will now. I think he will now. <laughs> he will now. Uh, yeah, exactly. So in the 20 touchdowns later, uh, call it a win on that one. Um, bet, uh, any other big wins? I mean, what about DFS? What about betting? Uh, you know, how did this go for you? I, I, I'll talk for myself for a moment. Like that's one thing I learned over the year, the betting angle. Now um, I used to bet, well, my buddies, we used to always do NFL bets all the time. Then we, I started going offshore. It was Bodog.com. Now it's Bavada.com. I used to do that for a while. So betting and DFS opening up again here in Arizona, where I've been for the last five years, was just an unbelievably great thing. But it allowed me to get a lot better. Like I got into a system with betting. Like Thursday night, those player props dropped. Open up, and I—I I don't know why I'm the only human being that I know partial to Caesar Sportsbook. I love it; my favorite one. I just—I have no relationship with them. I just love it, and they have all the props ready for me late night Thursday, so I get you know everything in, and everything's nice, low, no juice, very low vig on that early on. So, um, I—I I got into a groove with betting, and I'm motherfucking proud of the numbers I put up is very incremental very few parlays you know just small win small win small win um, forgot the record I know it was like 150 and 119 or something like that and up almost 30 units so that's something I'm pretty damn proud of you know put my bets out there each of the last four years and have been over 500 every year but this year I felt much more confident much more capable much more informed. So that's something uh, I, I was proud of, something I learned this year as well. Armando, what would you learn this year?
0: Uh, well, I want to take one more W here on a player. Uh, yeah. Oh. Get around. Get on the show, Pony. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about Javante Williams? I mean, Javante Williams, yeah, the sub we liked. It, it, oh. You know, it was, a, it was a committee, but he still Big produced – oh. And he's still produced, and I, I think we know what we're going to get out of this young man in the upcoming years. Uh, God, yeah. He's going to be so good. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the Jonathan Taylor of 2022. Uh, I'm I, I expecting the big season. So let, let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And, and like I'm going to take a W there. Like I don't that. know if you guys want to take the W. I know we're all pretty excited <laughs> all about
1: right, him. I am I, – I am happy. It's it, I'm like a proud papa that now like he belongs to the world. That's one yeah. I, I'll never forget it. When I was watching, you know, you guys know I, I like I love college football, but I can't watch it during the week. I'm too. It's just too much. I take it all afterwards, you know, and then I start going in and doing the process and and looking at these numbers and then watching these guys play, watching the games. And when I saw th- that dude, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Why, you know, why nobody's really talking about it. And I just felt like he was a different species. And I'm proud that a lot of other people picked up on it at the NFL level. One who didn't was Vic Fangio. Melvin Gordon did nothing wrong. He played well.
2: Nothing against the Poor guy. Him, poor I, guy had has Javante Williams and Austin Eckler in his depth chart most. No sure. shit. Yeah, right? Brutal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Melvin Gordon, but I think at running back, you just you need reps. It's like quarterback. It's not Madden where oh I sub this guy out, sub this when his energy goes down. It's not like that. You 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 get into a rhythm with your offensive line, you get in a rhythm with your quarterback taking the ball, the angles you take the ball, where you're planting your feet, where you're cutting behind which lineman you know, it, it's a rhythmic I, – I compared it to making sweet love. It's the same thing. You need to do it more often to get better at it. So <laughs> that was very uh, – I was depressed on Gervonta. I felt like, yes, a W, but, man, it could have been more in, yeah. in my opinion.
2: Yeah,
0: that I agree. It could have been so much more. So
1: much Any, more. Anything else? Tyler, did we get the things you learned this year?
3: Um. I had a pretty good season in terms of sports betting as well. Uh, last oh, year it, was you the killed, first year I tracked mice. it. Okay, yeah. Last year was the first Same year I tracked chest. it. And uh, <laughs> the 2020 season I ended up up 44 units. This year I'm standing at 29 right now as we had into the postseason. I've got another wow. 10 in the bank from um, some early futures that were placed based on like season-long yardage props, some uh, over-unders in terms of team wins, things like that. So another 10 in the bank. And I'm looking to like hit 50-plus by the time the postseason concludes. So we're looking at a pretty good year at least sports betting. I'm pretty happy.
1: I'm telling the live betting. So I, you know, never done the live betting stuff. I, I just didn't do it until this year, and I did I wasn't comfortable doing it on a regular Sunday with all the games. And I have my system, and I won't break from that. It it all cracked to me on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, I'm hanging out with my family. We're watching. I think it was during the Cowboy game. You know, and I'm just doing what I do. Watch the game. Like, yeah, this is. Yeah. I just. Uh, good I'm good at watching the game and picking out all right this guy's weak right now this guy's got his win this and I was sitting there my family who knows fuck all about football doesn't care but they love money and we're just betting on it and basically I bet probably six straight punts in a game that they scored a lot Raiders Cowboys but I was going punt punt all right uh, you know field goal here and it was like six drives in a row betting on the drive and we're hammering it and it's the first time my family has ever looked at me with any kind of pride. And i am talking <laughs> about my extended family, like my sisters, her boyfriend, my in-laws. They're like, Oh my God. And I felt kind of proud. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what I do. I don't normally do the end game stuff, but that's to Tyler's point. I'm looking to do that going into the playoffs and sit down in our discord over at uh, elite and, and just hang out, watch a game and just start, start firing on these end games. We had two end game parlays, in the DFS room, when I was in there on Sunday, I, I, I had two, a three-teamer and a four-teamer, uh, and we hit both of those. I didn't put those into the overall totals because, you know, not everybody had access to them unless you're in the Discord, but I'm definitely looking at that as well. What do you, I mean, Russ, where are you at with betting? You're in Arizona like I am. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, a, you know, finally opened up and it, it was like a wild thing. To finally be a part of and actually, for me, let's be honest, just not have to depend on Ted Schuster right. to get everything and in. And
2: I mean, Ted's like, I'm yeah.
1: burning a heater yeah. out here, I can't put in. I'm like, come
2: on. I mean, Jeff, good. we weren't playing DFS until it was legal, right? That's kind of, right. yeah. <laughs> of course uh, not. So,
1: oh, why would not you can't do it? The sports immoral. betting
2: was super fun for me this year. And number one, for those of you who are getting sports betting legalized in your state within the next year or so, take advantage of those deals the first month or so i got oh, like yeah. 500 bucks so in free bets uh that yeah. first month and just like site credit just from depositing so that kind of you know was my bankroll to start out for the year i will say you know i had a really good year but i didn't fully translate it to sports betting So I think my goal for this offseason is to kind of learn more about um, how to translate this fantasy stuff directly into those weekly player props and over unders and 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 sort of because I know there's a lot of money to be made, as I've seen from you guys. And, uh, you know, maybe take maybe take a little less exposure to the MMA um, mid fight bets you know, might have not been the. the, the six leg parlays for MMA might not be Russ's strong suit right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun no. with uh, NFL, but uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there's a lot more money to be made.
1: No one to hold them. No one to fold them. That's for sure. Uh, let's let's get to, I want to go into 2022 a little bit. and I think that's a good segue to us. Armando, give me, I want a must have player for you next year and a must-avoid player for you, like a player that you'll never draft again that's officially over, and then a player that you're definitely in on for 2022 fantasy football? Uh,
0: All right, so must-have, I already know this. Jamar Chase, I think he's a must-have next year. Um, Going to next season. And then uh, avoid. Um, hmm. No, uh, I'm... this was, I'll go
1: with Cordero Patterson. I'm just, well, saying, he wasn't like, even dude, in the, my thought process. I know, but, but people see, here's the problem people will get their, their not magazines anymore, but whatever, in, in June or July, and they'll see. I don't know where he finished. Was he, he, I think he finished top 10, if I'm not mistaken. And you're, I mean, you're looking at a 31 year old, if he was a regular running back, his whole life was a running back. We would look at that and be like, okay, let's slow down. But there are people that are bullish on him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting in. Like, there are these people. Believe me, because I talk to them every day. That's one that I uh, – man, no. No, 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 a thousand times no on Cordero path But anyway, who are you
0: avoiding? Uh, I'm going to go with Tiger Lockett. He's someone I avoid pretty much every I just, I, I know that's not really a strong stance or anything, but I feel like he's – generally goes earlier than I like, and he's very hit or miss. He has those huge weekends and then uh, very, very poor weeks as well. So I, I, I try to avoid those kind of players in my lineup. So I think he would be one. Uh, I know that's not a super strong take, though.
1: Yeah, it is a strong take. I mean, plus, I mean, what happens? Who's quarterbacking, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks? I mean, uh, question that we don't know. By the way, I'll give an offseason prediction. Jimmy Garoppolo to Cleveland.
2: That's
1: oh. oh, kind of what they need. This kind of fits right in there. Uh, Tyler Beaker, player you must have, player you must
3: avoid. Who you got? Must have would be Justin Jefferson. I think he will be probably outside the top three to four wide receivers. You might get like priced at wide receiver five when we look at 2022 20, ADP. That means you'll probably be able to get him at that round two turn. So you can leave your draft with an elite running back in round one, Justin Jefferson on the turn. And last year – only two other receivers had more 15 plus PPR games than Justin Jefferson. This dude, I think, is headed for the stars. Fantastic first two seasons. Really, really like him, and his long term outlook here with this Vikings offense.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's everything. I want to see what happens there with the coach and and all that too. But it won't yes. matter with Justin Jefferson. I mean, we're all. I'd be all in on that. How about a player year out? You're void next year.
3: So he got a little bit of esteem due to his midseason trade, but I'm out on Beckham next year. He scored in five of his last seven games to help buoy his fantasy production, but it's just not there to me. I think these targets could be a bit spread out. We've got Van Jefferson. We've got Robert Woods coming back. I do not think I'll be interested in Beckham, who has been a notorious flopper in terms of uh, returning fantasy value over the last five or so seasons, it feels
1: Give me, you know, I want to piggyback off one of the guys you just said, Um, or it's not even off. So Armando says, I'm all in Jamar Chase. Tyler Beaker says, I'm all in Justin Jefferson. Jeff Manz's mind says, I'm all in Terrace Marshall. Nice. This fucking LSU receivers. I mean, this is a guy who made big catches for that team with Chase, with Jefferson on the field. Obviously, it's just total loss season. We showed flashes. He looked good in in preseason and in training camp. And just, you know, it started out all right. But Terrace Marshall Jr., man, Carolina. I bet you if Russell Clay shares of him in, in uh Dynasty that he's feeling pretty good about that. I uh
2: yeah. I I don't have many, but I agree with, you know, maybe snagging a few this offseason, coming in under the people. They bought him high will come in, snag him for cheap, and then uh, you know, still like the profile out of LSU. Um you,
1: I mean, just think about the Burrow, yeah. Jefferson, Chase, Clyde Edwards alert, like, my God, that team. I mean uh history is gonna be very extraordinarily kind, I have a feeling, to that twenty nineteen LSU team. Uh Russ, players you're in and out on.
2: Uh, So in, I'll go with another wide receiver as well. I think we're going to be seeing these young guys at the top for quite a few years here. Um, Debo Samuel. I don't even know that we should, I think we should be looking at him more like Alvin Kamara than just a wide receiver right now. Um, Mm. Absolutely dominant as a runner showed up tons of skills that just are so rare to find. And with Kyle Shanahan, unless he goes back to those injury woes, I just feel like he's going to crush until further notice. So I was not in on him uh, in this year. So I'd be willing to draft him, you know, late, late first, early second in a, in a fantasy draft next year. So that's way different for me. Um, I am out on 2022 rookies. I'm out.
1: I'm out. Don't like it. Yeah. What about defense? Rookies. (laughs) Rookies. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. very defensive season. Yeah,
2: man. I'm I'm out on this class. Uh we're coming off a class where Jamar Chase put up fourteen hundred and thirteen. Kyle Pitts broke a thousand receiving yards. Uh Najee Ooh. Harris was a top five fantasy running back. There are there's nothing like that. These guys were all really, really special, and there's no special guys in terms of I mean Maybe we have a, a few wide receivers I like, but there's no Jamar Chase. There's no Kyle Pitts. There's no there's no Najee, uh, you know, and there's this quarterback class didn't hit, but there's no guys like that right. either. So I'll probably be buying the the 2021 rookies this offseason.
1: I made a prediction a few weeks ago, and I now I'm sort of you know softening, but I, I have a feeling Kyle Pitts may go later in 2022 than he did in 2020. Yeah. And I'm I would be there for it times a thousand if that happens. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where the bloom is off the rose because he's not a rookie. But my God, what an impressive rookie season! He just had no touchdowns, right? You know that was it. I mean, that's going to autocorrect, no problemo. Uh, I'm very bullish on Kyle Pitts going into next year, and I kind of oh, if we can get imagine if he stays around if he's around around four or five. Yeah, you know that's 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 gonna be sweet for me because I I have decided the rest of my life I'm living the rest of my life not weren't not digging in the bargain bin for tight end not in DFS <laughs> not in anything I do I do not want to try to predict I don't want to be in the game of uh, when will Hunter Henry or these guys catch a touchdown Will this you know I don't want to do it anymore I'm just I just want to have that position solved and okay I'll get all this from this guy and then. I'll move his bye week, I'll I'll move on with it. Um all right, let's go into the playoff previews. That, oh no, real quick, before we do our playoff predictions, there are uh Dolphins, Vikings, Bears, Broncos, Raiders, Jags, Giants. Seven openings across the NFL as we record this. And who knows when coaches are gonna be more coaches could be let go, more coaches can be hired. We we shall see. But I want to go around the road, which of these Opportunities is the best for a potential head coach, and we'll we'll start with uh we'll start with Tyler on this one. Uh, you know, Dolphins, Vikings, Bears, Broncos, Raiders, Jaguars, Giants. Now we don't know what will happen with the Raiders. Uh, maybe they keep their guy or not. But if you were pretend, if they said Tyler Beaker, we want you to be the next head coach of a team. Which team do you choose? Which one would you choose to be?
3: I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, for a couple reasons. There's a very strong offensive line, very strong running game with Dalvin Cook, very strong wide receiver one and Justin Jefferson, a quality quarterback in Kirk Cousins. The defense has some work to do. Not going to lie there. Uh, but they also had some injuries. There's, they also tried to plug and play a what 33-year-old Patrick Peterson, who's well past his prime, uh, and in a, a scheme that just wasn't set up for him to succeed. Um, but the the thing what I'm looking at here is it's the NFC North division where Aaron Rodgers is on his way out, The Lions have next to nothing. The Bears are in the middle of a rebuild. The Vikings could be on that accelerated path to immediate production in terms of winning their division. Somebody's got to win, right? Yes. And those things go far in terms of coach longevity. So if I were a coach, that would be something I would be looking for.
1: I dig it. Uh, Armando, you could say that. By the way, Armando's our resident Miami Dolphin fan here. How surprised! I mean, what was your reaction to the Brian floor? Did you see this one coming at all?
0: No, I thought they were going to get rid of the GM. I thought that was where the issues uh, have you know have been coming from. I thought Doris did a very good job as a coach. I think he made the best of the situation here, I, in my opinion. And I think Russell said this on Tuesday's live stream uh, that he you know he kind of did the best with what he had. You know, he 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 made a mediocre team do pretty decent and competitive and compete here. Uh, So I was stunned. Uh, Quite frankly, I I think I I don't know what's going to happen next here. Uh, I've heard several names uh, being tossed around, Uh, but I wouldn't want to come to Miami if I'm a head coach right now. I I, I like some of the other teams available uh, Chicago being one of them, and Denver. I think those those are the two teams I would want. Denver's really one quarterback away, a really good quarterback away from being a, a very very good team in the NFL. Uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving Green Bay. I know there's been a lot of rumors surrounding him potentially yeah. in Denver. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, they're they're instantly a Super Bowl contender in my opinion. They have a good defense. They have a a heck of a run game. They got plenty of weapons here. Uh, Judy Sutton, Noah Fant. Uh, a decent offensive line. So there's so much to like about this Denver team uh, here. It, it is in the competitive division. Uh, but I, I, I think that if you get a good quarterback there, uh, they're going to be able to compete against anyone in that division and anyone in their conference, uh, anyone in the NFL, really. So I would say Denver. And then the second is Chicago. I think Brian Flores ends up in Chicago. Um, and I, I, hate I, it. I think that would be a, a solid get for Chicago there.
1: My Dude, I'm a Bears fan, and I have done everything short of, like, writing my former congressman to say <laughs> I, I wanted Joe Lombardi. Like, I had a dream, and I needed Ryan Pace, their GM, to stay. He was never going to stay, probably. He will forever be tarnished because he chose Trubisky over Mahomes. But I got news for people. or a lot of people that missed on Mahomes. or a lot of people that missed on Justin yep. Herbert. I'm just saying. But Ryan Pace was with New Orleans. Joe Lombardi was with New Orleans. Joe Brady, who was fired from the Carolina Panthers, was with New Orleans. I wanted – and then Joe Lombardi um, was with Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley got his start and coached under Vic Fangio for three years. Vic Fangio fired. I wanted Joe Lombardi head coach, Joe Brady offensive coordinator, Vic Fangio back in Chicago's defensive coordinator – Let's fucking go. That's what I wanted. It's not gonna happen now because I don't think I don't think so with the Ryan Pace and nobody's talking about Lombardi either. Um, by the way, form you know Vince Lombardi's grandson, like Packers, stick it to them. Like, come on, it's the perfect situation, and the Bears cock it up like they always seem to do. So that's disappointing for me. So short of that, I don't mind Brian Flores. Uh, I'll be I'll be happy with that. Just I'm sorry, but no Doug Peterson. I can't do it. I cannot. I can't go with this this thing anymore. I couldn't. I would. I might. I might become a Cardinal fan. I might be like, <laughs> all right. I never lived in Chicago. It's over for me. But um, Russell, who would you choose? Which which franchise?
2: Uh, I would probably choose Denver, with the understanding that my like whoever gets in there, Aaron
1: Rodgers, <laughs> they they
2: need to get a quarterback in there. I'm I'm assuming they're going to solve that, right? Um, but I guess I guess I'll I'm I don't believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway to prop up my boy Trevor here. Let's get a good coach to Excellent. Jacksonville. Yeah, we, we can trade this pick back, move right. into the mid first, get, get a wide receiver, or get something, uh, get an offensive lineman, Evan Neal from Alabama. If you want to keep that pick, do that. Go, yeah, and uh, let's let's build something. Let's get him a good offensive mind, please. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, they do have a lot of assets and maybe they can splurge in free agency. And
1: imagine yeah. g- this job last year, right? Jacksonville. And you said, okay, you've got Trevor Lawrence locked in going into year two <laughs> big quarterback jump year, And we'll give you the number one pick next year too. You're like, Wow. What? You, oh yeah. This is the most lucrative job on earth in that scenario so yeah i think that's one of those where
2: i i heard something today i think it was albert breer talking about how trent balky might be a problem though and might keep Mm. head coaches away from there yeah because he's a dick or something like that so it's like well that's not good news
1: i'm not saying that we work with somebody that can confirm or deny that Mm. but I'm just mm. leaving that hanging out there for huh. what it's worth. All right, let's go to the uh, – just don't look at the Fancy Guru podcast website. Don't do that. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, – I want to uh, – playoff predictions. Uh, playoff predictions, AFC champions, NFC champions. Let's go around the room um, with what we think is going to happen, and we'll go uh, – Tyler, w- what do you think? Who are your team? Who wins the AFC – I feel like the AFC is wide open. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I kind of feel like this is a tougher one for
3: me. I think this whole playoff bracket is challenging. Uh, So I've been doing several FFPC playoff contest entries. And in those, you're kind of trying to forecast how the playoffs play out. And you want to have have your team kind of formulate and emulate how that really goes. And uh, for me, I've got a a, a tough AFC championship battle between the number three seeded Bills and the number four seeded Bengals. Oh, oh, my God. Uh, wow. I'm tickled by this. Uh, maybe that's just the inner fan in me that wants to see an entertaining game like that. But uh, I, I think we could see a path like that play out. And I don't think it's that outlandish, truly. What if I told you that one of our
1: roundtable compadres here has the exact same AFC championship game? <laughs> I
2: love it. I
1: love it. It's uh, I will. We We are on camera here just so you guys don't think I'm bullshitting it's been filled out I put it on record on Monday but I I think 100%. I think well I mean you know it's tough but I I see the same thing shaken up but who do you have winning Bengals Bills?
3: Bills Bills
1: going to the playoffs. So yeah, Bills go to the Super Bowl. Um from the and NFC we'll- side here Tyler Beaker who's going to face off against the Bills in Super Bowl 56.
3: This is another tough Side of the bracket. Like I think any team can make a serious run here. And uh, I've got the Bucks going again to the NFC conference game. And I got the San Francisco 49ers joining them.
1: Holy shit. Wow. I mean, dude, so that's wild because Ted Schuster has the I think it's the same two teams going. No, he's got a different one. But he's got the 49ers going. What what do you see in the 49ers? Talk about that a little bit.
3: This team, man. Like even with a torn thumb ligament for uh, Jimmy G, we're seeing this team just run at will against teams. Uh, this this last matchup against, uh, who was it? Um, Rams. The Rams. They had no answers for them at all. They play the Cowboys this weekend. If they can keep, this is the biggest hurdle, I think, for them, is this first game yeah. game. Because if Dak comes out firing like he's been the last three games, this game will be over by halftime. But if they're able to control the clock and limit possessions for the Cowboys and I mean, this 49ers defense, number one in EPA per rush allowed. They, they are a fantastic run-stopping unit. They're going to force a lot of teams to become one-dimensional against them. They got some guys back due to injury. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, I believe, returned from IR week 18, so he'll be back in the fold. Yep. Uh, they, re- they replaced Josh Norman with a, a rookie, Ambry oh, Thomas, who's not phenomenal by any means. He uh,
1: had the interception this week. He's yes. not good. His metrics are bad, but he
3: got a pick. Third-round rookie. Uh, we'll, we'll see how he does. Um but I, I like this team. I, the the, the run-first philosophy, I think, is going to give some teams issues and their ability to control the clock. Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. This team has some great weapons. Making a, a deep postseason run would be a bit of an upset, but there's some money to be made if it uh, actually comes to fruition. So
1: who uh, who goes? Does it the Bucks or the 49ers it's the Super Bowl?
3: I've got Bucks and Bills showing off in the Bucks Super Bowl. and
1: Bills. There you go. All right, Armando Marsal. AFC champion, who's it going
0: to be? I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think they're going to win the AFC. Yes, I really, really like the Bengals. Wow! If if you look at that roster, I think it's a very complete team. I know their offensive line is is still a little bit suspect, but they can run against you. They can throw against you, and I think in the postseason that's going to be very tough. When you look at some of these uh, teams, to be able to contain, they're so talented. Joe Burrow to me has become a superstar, uh, in this league. And I, I think that's going to continue moving forward. So the only thing I think that they have going against them is the inexperience and that they're young. And that would be mm-hmm. maybe the only thing. But when you look at these rosters, I, I really, really do like them. I am concerned that Buffalo doesn't even get past New England. Um, yes. I, I'm very, very concerned. Like, so that's why I don't want to go Tough. out in here. Uh, i I'm, I'm Buffalo, but. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the Bengals, and then on that's... the other side, I'm really torn here. There are a couple teams I like. I think the NFC is a little bit tougher. Uh, I think Rams are in play. I, I, I like the Cowboys a lot. Uh, I think that's another team that's very complete. When you look at you know the all around good offensive line, good good weapons on offense, a, a, a defense that has improved drastically from one year to Man. another. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say Bengals and Cowboys is what I, I, I'm expecting. Go. Here. I'm, I'm going way out there, though, um, yeah. and avoiding the like number it. one oh,
1: but, oh, let me put it this way. Joe Burrow's the guy you don't leave alone with your girlfriend or wife. Like, he <laughs> just – there's just an error about the dude. You, you know, I mean, you just – that guy is going to close. He, you know, there are people in this world that they're going to win. They're going to close. You know, and you don't know really exactly what it is. I, I've not been able to identify it, but I'm, you know, getting older by the day. and I, I've seen it come and And This dude's a fucking closer. Yeah. He just—he is going to win a Super Bowl. I am—I I mean, injuries. Please don't do this to Burrow. Don't do something. Don't. So glad to see him come back from that knee last year because he just got it. It's just it. He's got it, and whether. Sometimes the inexperience actually works for you because you don't even think about it. You don't even think. Super Bowl, big fucking deal. Patrick Mahomes walked in. He went to AFC Championship game, went to overtime, you know, first season starting, then did it to Yeah, It wasn't too big because they don't even know what they're up against yet. And sometimes that works out. Uh Russell Clay, AFC champion. Who do you, who you go
2: Boy, you guys are making me look like a, a little <laughs> You're chalk player? You're chalk? I mean mm. I said three years ago, I guess I'm on Patrick Mahomes until he retires. So that's my plan here. <laughs> and uh I, I think I think it's actually gonna be pretty chalky. Um I think Chiefs, Titans in the AFC, I I, we've seen, and I think one of the reasons why they changed this format, other than making more money, Wild Card Weekend, is it's always that cool. the two buys just gives an incredible advantage to everyone. So I actually think Titans, they'll get A.J. Brown. They have A.J. Brown and Julio healthy again. Tannehill's, you know, good Henry. Henry back. I mean, that's going to be tough to, uh, to play there. And shout out to Mike Vrabel. Like, they're well coached. He did not have the personnel this year to do what they did and to get the one seed. I actually have more confidence in them than um, most. But ultimately, Chiefs, It's Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to keep firing away with him until uh, until he retires. So, he retires. So there you go. Um, <laughs> what about the NFC? NFC? Uh, I think we could see the. Uh... <sighs> I think we could see Packers Rams in the conference championship. I I still like the Rams. Mm -hmm. I know that's sort of a, um, I would have to, I guess for that to happen, you'd need the 49ers to win, which I could see happening as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I I could see the Rams making a run and then kind of getting beat down by the Packers. Again, I think that buy is going to be more valuable than most years, just based on what we've seen the last decade. And, um rogers you know I know he hasn't been great but I do think this defense has been better and Stafford against a potentially healthy Green Bay secondary could be uh ugly in a I mean he's just never been there before so yeah and
1: then Pack so Packers
2: Packers Chiefs yep
1: Packers Chiefs um yeah and I let me let me tell everybody something Green Bay will go to the Super Bowl I'm Beyond confident in it, I I don't think I'm pretty sure that they would press a reset button if somebody had a lead on them late in (laughs) Lambo. They just be like, "Let's just we're just pressing reset." Because I don't know, I just it. What I've seen this year, not that they're happy with Aaron Rodgers and all that shit, but they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't buy any of this. He may sit out. I I, that that would be the funniest thing I'd ever see, but it'll never happen. They're going. To the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure about that. It's the AFC side that I am up in the air about, and I think I have the Bills, as Tyler did as well. But <laughs> to, I think Armando brought up the point. I'm not sure the Bills will defeat the Patriots. So uh, Patriot, you know, uh, it's the I don't. I think Buffalo is everything. They're not going to be enamored going into Arrowhead again as they were a, a year ago. Right. I love the resolve Buffalo showed. I love that that they got punched in the dick against, you know, by Belichick, you know, in that game that was rain-soaked and, and they ran it down the throat. They got embarrassed and everything, but they rebounded. That, yeah. I, I always look at teams and people and players. Well, I don't care what you're like when you're flying high. What, what do you do when you've been knocked down? Do you get back up? You sit with your thumb in your mouth and cry? What do you do? And this Bills team showed a lot of moxie and a lot, and they found a running game. Now yeah. will they continue with it? Mm, who knows? But it it served them very. They were get they were down, I think, fifteen to fourteen at halftime against Atlanta two weeks ago, and it's like, oh, and or three weeks ago, and then they just said we're gonna run it right down their throats. Did ran away with the game. I think they found something in that game, and that's why I have confidence that they could pull this one out. But that's a tough one. Uh, I like it, but it should be a fun playoff atmosphere, that's for sure. There's a lot of money to be won in betting DFS and seasonal leagues as well. What's your favorite playoff format? Tyler, you mentioned the FFPC. You did articles on all of them. Is it, Do you like that pick one player from each team format the best?
3: I do. Cause there's a lot of game theory elements to it. There's a lot of playoff prediction elements to it. There's matchup elements. There's the, the contrarianism to it. The ownership percentages. Uh, I think it's a really fun contest in terms of how it incorporates all these things and, uh 200 bucks for a chance for 500k and you're only competing against 8,500 people. You're not competing against hundreds of thousands of people. 8,500 right. people for 500k. I'm in there. I've got five bullets. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
1: I'm in there as well, which uh uh you could choose you only have one team, Tyler. Um Aaron Rodgers or DeVonte Adams. Ooh. Which one would you choose?
3: I would choose Adams because he comprises 32% of the target share. If Rogers is going to have a big game, it's likely going to be because Adams has a big game. And I admit that's chalk, but that's chalk I'm fine eating. I'll get weird I don't elsewhere. think it
1: is. Everybody, it's see, I know.
2: Bring on the it chalk, be, baby.
1: <laughs> it, right. It won't be that, that, but I think most people are choosing Rogers really? in this. Yeah, that's what everybody, I've asked this question quite a bit. And I've been hearing people talk about it too. It seems like Rogers is the choice. I'm with you a thousand percent. I and mean, plus, you know, you have to start two receivers and four flexes, not four don't mention. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a that's a lot to add into there. So I like that. Uh two teams that you're leaving out. What team will you not have anybody on, including kicker and defense?
3: That's the biggest question mark I have right now. Uh Steelers are probably one of the blue. first one. Yeah. Um I don't know the second truthfully. Uh So I haven't, I haven't finalized teams. I think probably just chalky seven seeds, Steelers and Eagles. Yeah.
1: I did. uh I, I kind of went with a Deontay Johnson because of the big first. I think he'll have a lo- just a boat load of catches mm-hmm. in that first game. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I know he's not. I know they're not advancing. I'm sure of it. But I think that's enough. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot. Yeah, he can get a big twenty-four point game just in garbage time. Um, there, so yeah, you saw Big Ben league. coming
3: down with the uh, guns blazing last year against the Browns, five hundred plus passing yards. Claypool, Juju, those guys had huge games in that uh, postseason matchup. So Deontay makes lost. a ton of sense.
1: In a loss, uh, in a loss, nevertheless. Uh, favorite playoff format, Russell Clay. What do you got?
2: Well, I mean, I don't. I, I'm going shock FFPCs? again. Drafters, I, I've I've been firing away <laughs> with those nice. all my. Uh, Go. All my best balls from the regular season. I took the uh, the the winnings from those and just dropping it right in here and firing away.
1: Oh, you have winnings from well, best ball and drafters. We have some th- of
2: us don't big <laughs> shot. All right,
1: <laughs> like, some of us yeah, got the- absolutely steamroll. I don't. I, I still. I haven't dove into why. Well, I really. I didn't. I. Uh, I did not have. I did not pull back a dollar. I, no, I did eight, eight teams on drafters, at least. I did not pull back a single dollar, which a little embarrassing.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, but it's be fun over there. That. I know DraftKings is doing some uh, best ball stuff as well, but oh, yeah. I've just been doing drafters right now.
1: Drafters has, by the way, beat Jeff Manns. It's a $25 contest, NFL best ball challenge over there. Use the promo code ELITE for that. If you do that. You get an entry to this contest. You win a one thousand dollar top prize, tw- top twenty five payout. It's only one hundred thirty spots, so um, you know very limited. It's almost half full as we're recording this, for crying out loud! But you also, the winner gets the thousand dollars, and you will appear with me on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio in your own segment, in which listen, if you're a Jeff Man's hater. Good time to call, tell me what dog shit I am. Yeah, It's a good time. You can, do, you can do whatever you want. You can spend the time however you want. You want to talk about the freaking Bills Mafia. Or you want to talk about uh, whatever. It's it's up to you, but you get your own segment um, with me on SiriusXM with that. So get in there. That's the highest scoring overall. You have to win the overall on that with the 1000 bucks too. So it's $25 to get in. And if you use the promo code ELITE, you get that's a free ticket into their playoffs best ball championship with a ten thousand dollar top prize, everybody. So um, again, you get that free with the twenty five dollar entry to the Jeff Mance channel. So check that out, everybody on, on Drafters. I like it. Armando, your favorite playoff format?
0: Uh, drafters are the same. They kind of format where you draft one time and you just kind of let the play out. Uh, the playoffs, uh, you know, kind of ride out and see what happens. Uh, as players are eliminated, or as teams are eliminated, those players are no longer accruing uh, points. And I, I like that because there's just a lot of strategy based there. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you got to I, I, I like the idea of investing in the teams you really like uh, going, in, you know, deep into the postseason. I've already done. I, we talked a little bit about this before the podcast. I've done a, seven drafters, uh, best balls. I've just been investing heavily in Dallas, Green Bay. Uh, And the Rams and then mixing it with the Bengals, who I think could make a deep run. And that's kind of where I'm, you know, kind of how I'm building my rosters. And I love that format. I I really, really do. So uh, looking forward to doing a couple more before it closes out. I I know it's almost filled, so make sure you go get those uh, seats in there. It's
1: funny. I'm like, oh, I'm uh You know, I'm going against the grain. Bengals and Bills and AFC <laughs> Championship. Tyler Beaker. Like, no, I got no. Nah, yeah, turns out that, I'm, done. i I did that. I'm. Like, uh-huh. I'm contrarian with <laughs> okay. the Chiefs.
2: Man, man, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I'm curious. Do you like the Cardinals yeah. at all, or you think they're dead?
1: No, no, I think they're dead. And I mean, they're they're a talented team. I don't think Kyler – you know, Burroughs, the guy – I want Kyler with my girlfriend or wife. Like uh, Kyler, go ahead. I don't think he's got it. He melts. You see it. I mean, I have three kids. I see when a kid is upset and they're not saying anything, but they're not – That's I see it on Kyler Murray every time. You hit the guy, he don't like getting hit. He, he you know, a call doesn't go his way. He don't like that. He's got to toughen up. He's got all the skill in the world, and he is such a matchup nightmare for defenses. But it's just implosion. And last year said, oh, "Okay, maybe it's the shoulder." This year, there was you know he got banged up, but I don't, he still ran. There was nothing. It's it's a mental and emotional thing with him. He's got to get tougher, and if he doesn't, I, I'm afraid the Cardinals are kind of dead men walking in perpetuity. You know. It's, Grin getting Hopkins back would be <laughs> that's a that will help, but no, this year I don't see it. No killer instinct. I was stunned they beat Dallas. I stunned, I was like, wow, I feel like that was Dallas just pissing it down their leg more than anything. But yeah, that unfortunately I would love to because it would be cool to have the Cardinals good here in Arizona, right? And nice when a town is rejuvenated and excited about it. My favorite uh, playoff format is I think what Armando was saying it's the survivor or one and done. Right, where you can use one player, you can use anybody. If you want to stack the Chiefs in the AFC wild card, cool, but then you're out. No, you know, if you use Mahomes once, you're out. Or if they lose, they're also off the table. I like that too, especially when we get down to like divisional week, wildcard week, because then you have to like quarterback, tight end, defense. And if you use a kicker, you're like, All right, I'm going all AFC. And then you have to keep whoever's there in the NFC for the th- I like that kind of strategy too. It's kind of fun um doing it that way can't win a half million bucks doing it but you can still do all right um all right and uh finally let's get into like this round every show guys i always do a for during football season i'll keep it going a survivor pick a bet my favorite bet of the week and then a an upset of the week and now you know a lot harder to do when there's only six games going for us but um Uh, I'll give it a try. I'll tell you the picks, and you guys agree or disagree. If I have to do a survivor, it's going to be the Chiefs. Does anybody give Pittsburgh anything? Is there any – has anybody graded a 2 out of 10 possibility?
3: That 12.5 spread is that large for a reason. Like this team (laughs) smacked them around just three weeks ago. They're going to do it again here.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. That it was embarrassing. I think the most disappointing person on earth that Pittsburgh made it to the playoffs was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? He was waiting. By the way, did you hear about that? He had to cancel his Hawaii. His wife had a trip to Hawaii planned, wow. and they had to cancel that. Like, that I mean, you have to book that several weeks ago when you were very much in the race. <laughs> that's weird to me. Like this dude has been an autopilot and uh, so okay, that one's easy. Here's one though. I, I, and I'm t- Tyler, I'm interested in what you think of this. I I want to go under in the Tampa Bay Philly game. I saw 49 and a half at Caesars here, uh 49 in other places. To me that's too many points for I don't think Philly will Philly will want to run the ball but they because that's what they do, but they can't run against Tampa Bay, I doubt. I just kind of see a slow, grinded-out game. Tampa gets out to a lead, and and it goes under. Y- your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, this game went to exactly 50 points last time they played each other, and that was week six. Uh, and again, they got eight points late, late in the fourth quarter due to garbage time, so maybe they get a backdoor cover there. But I agree with you there. I think it's going to be an under. This Eagles offense, they're banged up. They don't have the weapons, the horses. Uh, I think the Bucks. Jeez. They probably cover here. They're eight and a half point favorites. I think they cover.
1: By the way, it's gone down to 46 now. Like, uh, oh. this is why you got to get on, on this shit early. Oh, my God. It's it, it's brutal. I can't believe it went down. I mean, dude, I did this last night. Wow. <laughs> last night, 49 and a half. And it's down to 46. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's, that's a pretty dramatic. Uh, fall from grace right there is, um, is there but yeah I, is there any
2: so way understand. jalen hurts just shits himself and then throws like a couple pick sixes and it's like 40 to three or 40 to 15 yeah. or whatever yes yeah.
1: i think it's possible by the way i had a big argument with ted schuster during the. so oh that other thing i was telling you guys my son had a, a glorious ride he's also a georgia bulldog fan
2: oh my he, god he's been <laughs>
1: since he was he was four years old They trotted out Uga, the the Bulldog, and they just love – he loved that dog. He has been a Georgia fan forever, and he wore his his Georgia jersey to school. He is – so his part of his immaculate season has been the freaking Georgia Bulldogs winning. I had an argument with Schuster, though, because he bet on Alabama, so he's defending Alabama. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Alabama's – they lost – okay, I'm sorry they lost the receiver. Absolutely brutal, and don't wish that upon anybody. But two years from now, it's the same shit when Jalen Hurts got replaced for Tua Tagliabuella. Oh, no, you brought in one NFL quarterback to replace another NFL quarterback. Oh, no, he threw to Devonta Smith instead of Jerry Judy. Oh, my God. You know, history's not going to look too kind. They have nothing but stars. I'm not playing a violin for Alabama. (laughs) Top recruits all the time. Fuck. them. I'm glad that they lost for a change in Georgia. Somebody else got a piece because Mike, they just have stars upon side. Russell, am I wrong?
2: The, the two guys that subbed in for him were five star recruits. That will probably be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Two years. We're going to be looking at them way better than Williams anyway. And it'll be, you know, no fence. And I don't ever wish injury. Of course not. But, it's not like they're. Oh, what are they gonna do? Oh no, a freshman has to play. Well, I remember when that freshman was Devonte right. Smith a couple of years ago, and it it was okay. Uh, all right, but um, um, all right. Any other? Uh, so, Russ, what did you think about the the under? Uh, let's say if we did forty six, are we still good with the under? I-
2: I just worry about the Tom Brady effect here in round one, you know, maybe, maybe later rounds, like this Buccaneers team isn't deep enough, but I, I worry about the Gronk thing. Could that be two touchdowns in the first half? And they just wipe the floor with them, you know, then,
1: then playoff Lenny runs out the clock. There
2: you go. So there
1: you go. That's all. That's what what we can do. Armando What you thought on that bet. Any other bets that you're looking at here in the first round?
0: Um, as far as that bet's concerned, I, I am very concerned because of the uh, of the Bucks as well. I think they could easily put up twenty eight points themselves here, twenty even thirty plus points. So, uh, I, I but can think, Philly score.
2: I guess that's a good plus. point. Yeah,
1: yeah. That I mean, that's ultimately. I don't. I think that they'll stop the run. I agree with all you with Tampa Bay getting up. No question about that. And I think Tampa just takes it kind of easy after that. Where they plot it around, take a lot of clock, mm-hmm. and then I don't have the, the the biggest thing is will hurts turn it into a turnover machine, create ultra short fields, and then the, them punch it in that way. That would worry me more than you know Philly scoring twenty plus points or seventeen plus.
0: Yeah, I, I, that that is a good point. I, I maybe maybe Philly doesn't do enough to to get it. I think it's going to be cutting it close. Um, That's the one thing I like. I, I like Bengals minus five and a half. I think they're gonna cover that. I think they're gonna I don't think this game is gonna be competitive. I really like the Bengals. The
1: Cincinnati Marsals oh. oh. <laughs> oh. year everybody. Uh, we got you're you're all in. Armando's got a sight, sight I, li- I like
0: them and I like I like Patriots getting four. Um hmm. I think that game is gonna be so close. The weather's supposed to be terrible. Remember last that hey. last, last game yeah. when we saw that game I do. Uh, that that weather uh, they're gonna they're gonna do everything in their like power to run that run Stevenson and Harris down the Bills throw as much as they can. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that game. You, is said be- St- you said
1: Stevenson. That's a dude that I've gotten all my best ball drafts on Drafters dot com. I have a nobody's taken them. I have a absolutely good amount of undrafted. Them. We're going in around twelve. I'm like, well. All right, I'll take another one. By the way, Tyler, why is Armando trying to blow up our spot like this with this Patriots beating <laughs> the Bills in the first round What would do to Armando? Come on, man. I mean,
0: I mean but, up our spot. So, but don't they have to go to Tennessee after? I, I feel like they have a, a – t- when did they go to Tennessee? No, they would go to Kansas City.
1: Oh, yep. okay. Tennessee so, would play the okay. Bengals if the Bengals win.
0: Correct.
1: Unless New England. If New England would go to Tennessee then,
0: okay. and then
1: Cincinnati would go to Kansas City.
0: So. Oh, so it's, it's going to be Chiefs-Bengals and – the AFC. Yeah, for you for your thing yeah, you, know for my bills. you don't
1: want to, you don't want Burrow versus Mahomes you want Burrow versus Allen and Slopfest yeah that's what you want Jamar Chase on that one uh, the final one the upset of the week and Armando just did it too I think if there there's no question to me that I've seen I'm old enough to remember Bill Belichick throwing out zone defense or I'm sorry man defense against um Joe Montana in the 86 playoffs oh, wow. when he was defense coordinator of the Giants so This motherfucker has been thwarting teams, good teams, forever. He is the king of game planning, knowing what you do, neutralize, take it away as much as possible. So of all the games, this one scares me the most for the Buffalo Bills by a landslide. And thus, if I'm picking an upset, I would go Patriots as well. Does anybody anybody
3: have another deeper upset than that one? Same seeding. 49ers upsetting the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. I think the real upset will be which NFC West coach upsets Twitter. Is it Shanahan? Is it right. Kingsbury? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it McVay? Someone's going to botch it, right. and Twitter's going to be a lit So uh, on Sunday, Monday nights.
1: So you got Maybe third and nine quarterback snake from their own floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Judge it. style.
2: So you guys <laughs> all like the Bengals. So do you think the Raiders are live in this, or are you like, this is done, this is done?
1: Well, I, the Raiders went ugly. Don't See, that's the thing with Tennessee, too. For me, there's a thing in baseball, there's baseball magic. And you can't really explain. Like the Giants. The Giants were supposed to be the San Francisco Giants. We're supposed to be the worst team in baseball. I am a product of the Chicago White Sox of 2005, that one of the most forgotten championships of all time. How they did it, nobody will ever know. They had nobody. There's nothing. It just happened. I feel like there's football magic sometimes and 94 chargers had it they got killed in the super bowl but the titans maybe that's what they got i i i don't know how it's being done you remember if they were on verge of being the first team in history to have a negative yards per play uh offensive play that go into the playoffs let alone be the number 1 seed so there's a just, just a weirdness there so wouldn't surprise me if they got bounced right away and wouldn't surprise me if they ran the table um but I, I'm predicting they they get bounced. But, oh, the other thing I want to say about the playoffs, here's what I have. The, so I have the Cowboys beating the 49ers and the Cowboys beating the Bucks. So I have Ooh. Cowboy Mike McCarthy going to Lambeau against Rogers.
2: Oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm let's in. Go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, it was
1: McCarthy back at Lambeau. She said spitting on him, throwing oh. their underwear. Oh, my God. Let's go for that. That would be, you know, it's the Des Bryant. Was it a catch? Wasn't a catch. Relive all these memories. Oh, why the hell not? Um, there you go. All right. This has been a tremendous podcast. We're super duper over time. Thank you to the the crew, the Fantasy Guru crew, for staying and working overtime. Check us in the mail, boys. Be sure, follow Russell Clay, at Russell J. Clay, on Twitter. You always find him over at FantasyGuru.com, EliteFantasy.com, EliteSportsBetting.com, Tyler Beaker, at Tyler Beaker, all one word, B-U-E-C-H-E-R, on that last name, spelling. Spell it right, everybody out there. Find him all the same places: Fancy Guru, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, Tyler's all over, dude. I love, by the way, what you're doing with uh, on betting. You you put like the reasoning, that little clips in our Discord. Fucking phenomenal stuff. That's uh, kudos to you for doing that. That's Something that's a change. I gotta make. I gotta build in the time next year to make sure I'm giving the reasoning why. Because posting bets feels a little dirty for me. Thank you. Know, you just a lot. Yeah, I
3: know the subscribers are really appreciative of that, um, and they're doing pretty well. So
1: uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, dudes have 40 units, like for crying out loud. Uh, and then Armando Marsal, part of the underscore Mafia, at Armando underscore Marsal, all the same places. NBA season. Arm- Armando, what was harder, the last four weeks of the football season or the last month of the NBA season trying to keep up?
0: <laughs> uh, it was it was a combined uh, – combined. It was very tough because <laughs> uh, everything started – like all of, these, all of the COVID oh. stuff started popping up all at once. So uh, monitoring these rosters was uh, time-consuming, but uh, definitely fun. I, I mean, I, I embraced every moment of it. I did.
1: The, I expected uh, Armando's hairline to be receding right uh, like mine, right and it's right not. Right it's not.
0: Yeah, more gray
1: than I remember last time, but not not the receding. He's keeping it somehow, some way. Great job. Thank you all for all the great work, obviously for doing this show and for being here on the hundredth episode. Uh, I do so appreciate it. You guys, Uh, great stuff. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Episode 100. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. If you like football, for crying out loud, how could you not like the last 100-plus minutes? You should have liked this episode. Uh, Thank you, again, all of you out there listening. Thank you for subscribing, listening, downloading, telling a friend. Uh, The growth this season has been absolutely fantastic. We wish to do more and more episodes of that. Thank you for putting up with my nonsense this whole time. We appreciate it very, very much. Uh, A lot of great episodes planned for this upcoming year in 2022. So uh, keep it downloading. Remember, folks, you may disagree with any or everything that you heard on today's episode. And that's perfectly all right by us because well, this for one time only, this was four man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces!